0: Hey friends, it's Mark James. Today is... Why do I never know what goddamn day it is? It's Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. What's up? I just had a poo so big that I was looking in my phone for somebody that wouldn't mind if I sent them a photograph of it. (laughs) I was thinking to myself this i can't be the only person on the planet to have seen this to know that this existed like it felt all right when it came out but i was thinking to myself i mean i do feel remarkably empty now and then i turned i stood up and i turned round because we do we all do the same have i talked about this before left hand to open your left butt cheek right hand to use the toilet paper but I do stand up to wipe my bum I know that not everybody does that to wipe my ass um I do like to stand up to do it so I can get some proper leverage (laughs) sometimes when you stand up and you've got your left hand is literally pulling your left cheek open because people always say oh don't your cheeks smush together no because I open the left one I'm holding the left one open as I stand up but Imagine now, right, you're standing up and you've got your left hand round your body to open your butt cheek and your right hand is holding the paper and wiping. Sometimes I stray a bit far away from the toilet, just a couple of steps, and I catch myself doing it in the mirror. <laughs> and I think, oh, for God's sake, that is horrific. <laughs> it's really not good. It's really, really not good. Oh, my gosh. So that just uh, that just happened. But, yeah, so I'd had this poo, and I looked down. I've, as I was wiping, I just looked down into the water, and I saw this thing, and I thought, Jesus Christ. You've heard the expression, it was like King Kong's finger. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. Uh, it was incredible. I just can't get over it. And I, And I was genuinely thinking who could i take a photograph of it of and send it to someone so that they can see it and they can they can tell me god that was a big poo and it really was so that's that that's the poo um i've accidentally put my phone on low power mode and it keeps um closing my phone you know as soon as you're not using it for like 15 seconds it uh it closes your phone so now without stopping the recording i need to find the settings and i need to find the power settings battery low power well, there you go and i need to turn that off so that it stops doing that and that's good Oh, there's some settings here i've never looked at before battery health you can look at i wonder what happens battery health is there anything peak performance capability optimized battery charging um well, that's interesting maximum capacity um yeah i mean let's not go into the boring details of me looking at my battery life but anyway that is uh that's the big poo that i just had what have i got to talk to you about today well i mean the list today is pretty um is pretty much centered around the fact that today is my wife's 40th birthday um, and what a joyful day we're having. Before we do that, I'm going to tell you about a speed awareness course because um, a friend of ours just got caught speeding and was going too fast to be offered the speed awareness course. And it reminded me of when I went on a speed awareness course many years ago now. It was actually at the Bolton Reebok Stadium. It might be called something else now. Is it the Macron Stadium or something else? But it used to be called the Reebok Stadium. Anyway, the course was there in Bolton. I'd got caught speeding. Fair enough, I was banged to rights. I was speeding. I I agreed to take the course. I turned up and we went inside. It was in a small room. Do you remember when you were allowed in a small room with other people? (laughs) Anyway, it's in a small room. I think there was probably... 14, 15 people on this course, there was like a trainee who was helping run it and then there was the sort of drill sergeant uh, boss who was in charge of the course, now we're all sitting there and um, the there's a seat that's empty and the guy's going, right, we're going to give this two more minutes. And if the last attendee is not here, within two minutes, we're closing the door. They'll be barred from the speed awareness course. And they'll either have to take the co- uh, points or submit to another date or something like that. So anyway, he uh, he's standing there and he's staring at his watch. And we're all sort of nervous. And I can't decide whether I want the person not to turn up now. Or whether I want them to turn up late so I can see... If he tells them off, (laughs) because it's weird when you're an adult and you get told off for doing something wrong by another adult who isn't a police officer. It's weird, isn't it? How people respond to authority, because a lot of people that are kind of career criminals or who are used to dealing with the law, they will be confronted by police officers, but they'll be so they'll they'll know the law so well almost that they'll know that they're not going to get that much bother or they'll know that they're not going to get arrested and that nothing they can do will get them arrested. And so they have a huge level of disrespect. Whereas people who've never been involved with the law or never broken the law, they're terrified of the police. I know that my car has got insurance. I'm not speeding. There's nothing wrong with the tyres. It's in good condition. It's MOT'd. It's got everything that makes it roadworthy and my driving is fine. And yet, when a police car is behind me, suddenly I'm Morgan Freeman and driving Miss Daisy and I'm driving both hands on the wheel, checking the mirrors. (laughs) I'm terrified that I'm going to be pulled over for some crime that I didn't know was against the law and get in trouble. Because people who don't break the law, generally feel like that most of the time when a policeman is there you're worried you'll be arrested for something that you haven't done whereas people who commit a lot of crimes are so au fait with the system that the police talk to them and they go oh fuck off mate like that they don't care if a policeman talks to me i'm yes sir no sir uh, i think so you know you're so polite because you're afraid people who break the law are not afraid so i'm on the speed awareness course and I'm afraid. And this guy isn't a police officer, but he is in charge. And I'm a bit nervous because I'm an adult, but I'm in trouble. And I'm getting told off by another adult who isn't one of my parents and isn't a police officer. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. Suddenly the door bangs open as the guy's heading over to tell this woman uh, that. The, well, not to tell her anything, just to lock the door and say, you're not coming in. So this woman bursts in, she's about five foot two maximum, maybe about 40 odd years old. She's um, got a very, very beautiful sari, is it called a sari? I, I'm, I don't really know the term. You know, very bright sort of Indian clothing that's very ornate. You know, and, and um, I mean, there's only, the only people who wear these clothes are rappers and Indian women, you know, like, like a bright, bright colour, like an orange sort of sari, but I keep saying a sari, but it might not be called that, let me google sari and just see what it actually is, in case I'm wrong, because I I like to stay au fait with the old terminologies, sari, um, yeah, it is a sari, look at that, class, I hope I'm saying it right, sari or shari, yeah, sari, okay, so, um, She's wearing one of those and it's very ornate and it's bright orange and she's about five foot two and she bursts into the room. (laughs) And um, the only chair that's left is next to me. So I know she's going to be sitting next to me and I'm really happy because I'm thinking this woman's going to be class. I can tell she's going to be fun straight away. So she bursts in and she's one of them. You know where people have like they're carrying the amount of stuff that seven or eight people should be carrying and it's all spilling out of their hands she's got a bag but she's trying to get a bag open to find the letter that says that she should be in that room she's got a phone in one hand lipstick in the other she's got a coffee just all sorts of different stuff yeah she bursts in the guy goes you're late Not want to overstate the facts. You're late. She goes, Oh, traffic was murder. I didn't half have to put my foot down to get I know this sounds like I'm taking the piss right, but a speed awareness course where we're in trouble for speeding. She genuinely said, I didn't half have to put my foot down to get here. <laughs> so I'm now I'm like giddy. I think the next four hours that I thought was gonna be boring is gonna be brilliant. She sits down next to me. She says hello to everyone and introduces herself as if it's a sort of, um, like Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, she introduces herself to everyone and we all just kind of nod because everyone, obviously we're all strangers. So everyone's completely silent. Everyone tries not to talk as much as possible. And, um... She sits down and the guy goes, right, if it's okay, if we get started. And while he's talking, she's like banging everything, you know, because she's sorting a bag out on the table, a handbag. So she's basically unpacked the entire contents of a handbag onto the desk. And then she's repacking it in a different order and more organized. Then she eventually um, puts some glasses on, blows her hair up out of her eyes and sits like arms folded ready. But while she's saying this, the guy is going, right. You all stand by your beds. <laughs> He's going, you all know why you're here. You've been caught speeding. You had two options. One of them was that you could have taken the fine, paid it, and taken the points, and off you go. But instead, you've elected to come here, take a speed awareness course with a reduced fine, learn from your mistakes, learn how to be a better driver, learn the adverse effects of speeding on our great British motorways and give up four hours of your time in place of the fine and the points. This is how it's going to work. We're going to do two, two and a half hours. We're going to watch videos. We're going to listen to a couple of different uh, things being read out. We're going to answer questions and join in. Then we're going to have a 20 minute break. There'll be tea and coffee. We're going to do another hour if we're quick. We'll get out of here a little bit earlier. Everyone's going to join in. And if I get anybody being a pain, being sarcastic, not joining in on purpose, thinking that you're above the process, I'll kick you out. You can go back downstairs. I'll sign the form that says that you never turned up and you can take the points and pay the bigger fine. Does anybody have a problem? Nobody says a word. Does anybody have any questions? (laughs) Now, my friend who's sitting next to me now, (laughs) She puts her hand up and he is clearly raging. He's got a stiff upper lip already. His head, his vein in his head is ready to burst. I can hear it laying down a fat beat that if a rapper had turned up instead of her, he'd be laying some track over the top of. She puts her hand up (laughs) and she says, a question that I will never forget for as long as I live. She said, excuse me, He goes, yep. She said, you know how you said that break, there'll be tea and coffee? He went, yep. She said, is there any hot chocolate? (laughs) And I'm not kidding. There was a deathly silenced, punctured only by the sound of me laughing, exactly like I did then. I'm sure you know of me by now that I have quite a big laugh and I cannot hold it in when something makes me laugh I just go I can't stop and so sometimes this is stupid right sometimes I'll be in bed and I remember there was this one time when Sarah and I she was in bed already asleep and i got in bed and i was looking at my phone like i always do and as i turned over in bed with the phone still in my hand to just finish up what i was doing i dropped the phone and it landed it hit sarah in the face while she was asleep and she went ow (laughs) (laughs) like that And it made me laugh for about 25 minutes and it pissed her off to the point that she got up out of bed and said she was going to sleep on the couch. And then I was like, I'm sorry it was an accident. She went, well, why don't you shut up? And I said, "I'm. I honestly, I just can't stop laughing about it because of the noise you made and the thought of you lying there asleep and suddenly out of the darkness while you're dreaming, a phone hits you square in the face. Something about that. This is tickling me, it's just making me laugh. And so anyway, we got over it, she didn't go and sleep on the couch, she just stayed in bed and we both went to sleep. But sometimes now, almost two years after it happened, I'll think about that while I'm in bed. We're both about to go to sleep, it happened last night. We're both in bed, she's already asleep and I'm about to go to sleep and I remember that and it starts me giggling again and I'll start laughing in bed And it'll wake her up and she'll go, what are you laughing at? (laughs) And I have to say, do you remember two years ago when I dropped that phone on your face and she'll go, for fuck's sake. So when something makes me laugh, I just can't help it. So anyway, she says, is there any hot chocolate? And I burst out laughing like that straight away. So now I'm in trouble as well. (laughs) He tells her that... No, there isn't any hot chocolate and she's fine, but now I'm in trouble for laughing and I'm going, I'm sorry, but that is funny. Watching <laughs> what we do about it. So every time there was an opportunity to ask a question, she asked a very unrelated question and it, everybody looked at me to see if it would make me laugh. And it did. So what can you do? <laughs> Oh my god. So I'm going to tell you about Sarah now because um, it's her birthday. She's 40. I mean, gosh, what a wonderful woman. I tell you, she's thought about leaving or murdering me. At least, I wrote this on Facebook today, she's thought about murdering or leaving me. At least twice a day, for over a decade. And the fact that I'm still alive and I can talk tells you how loving and patient she is. Never in this world has there been a more wonderful woman than the one that I am fortunate enough to be married about. I wrote a massive status about her today on Facebook, which you can go read if you so wish. Um, but, gosh, um, it's funny, right? We So two of her friends uh, organised getting her a really great gift i wanted to buy her 40 gifts because she's 40 so i was thinking what i'll try and do is i'll get her 40 gifts now of course i haven't really been working so buying 40 gifts is was quite a challenge so here's how i got around it she's learning to drive which is funny off the back of a speed awareness story but she's learning to drive at last and um I thought well I'll get 10 driving lessons that'll count as 10 gifts, perfect now I've got to do 30 so then I thought well I'll put in 10 future gifts as well, so I did that thing where you get a glass jar, a kilner jar they're called, and you write on post-its so I, I chose 10 things I knew she'd love and I wrote them on post-its and I folded them up and I dropped them in there and they can sort of be cashed in whenever she wants you know once a week, once a month, whatever as long as she gets through them all, so 10 future gifts, um, and then I bought 20 other things, well actually I bought 19 other things. Um, You know, random stuff. She always wanted a weighted blanket and a few, you know, other nice things I knew she'd like. And that was lovely. We did that. But uh, one of her friends from work, Laura, who... They work at a place that sells jewellery and Rolexes and all of that sort of stuff. You know, a nice watch place. There's this ring that Sarah really loves, um, but it's very expensive. And Laura, because they get staff discount on certain items, jewellery, but not Rolexes or anything, but on certain jewellery. She knew they could get a bit of a discount. And so she worked out that if lots of our friends chipped in, that between us, we could all buy this this gift. And so I got my mum involved as well and my mum chipped in and that's why I tell you this. So we bought her this ring between us and uh, she absolutely loved all of the gifts and she really, really loved the ring and it was very sweet. And I'm thrilled that she has such nice friends who wanted to go to the ends of the earth for her to make this thing happen. I think that shows you what kind of a person she is. You know, they say judge a person by two things, on the quality of their friends and by the way they treat people who can't do anything for them. And by both of those standards, uh, Sarah is, you know, among the nicest people on the planet. So um, my mum, though, so my mum chipped in for this gift as well. And I said to her, we're all sending a card. Can you tell me what you want me to write in the card? And my mum said, yeah, can you write? <laughs> I said, mum, have a think about what you want to write to Sarah. Uh, take your time and send me a message. And she put, can you write? And I thought this will be good. She put, can you write? Happy birthday, Sarah, from Pauline. (laughs) That was the message. And then she used emojis. She put those emojis of dancing girls on. And I thought, what am I supposed to do with them? Do you want me to draw them in? Am I supposed to draw these five little dancing girls in the card? (laughs) (laughs) my mum oh god what a character i'll tell you some stories about my mum one day as well but for now i just want to talk to you about how brilliant my wife is Uh, it's the last minute of this podcast i'll tell you a whirlwind it was when we met we met one night at a poker game i drove her home we sat outside until eight in the morning chatting um i invited her to lunch the next day we went to lunch we started going out Five years after that, we were married. We've now got an eight-year-old called Joshua. We've been together for 12 years. We've long since given up on trying to work out which one of us broke the mirror. <laughs> 12 years. Um, seven years for that, and it's seven years since we were married. And uh, all is going pretty well, you know. It's decent. We're just living living the little dream. And, uh, you know, marriage is about... I'll talk to you more about what marriage is about on a different podcast and what I think my ideals for a good marriage are. And I'll talk to you about my magic influencers, which I didn't do again today because I was too busy talking about having a massive shit. Back tomorrow. Bye, friends.